Welcome to another episode of UFO and I think we're going to call this season 2 because we had a long break in between and uh, we're going to cover our uh, UCL uh, in general and then we're going to react on our own predictions like typical YouTubers so we can cringe stuff now. Welcome and yeah let's get down to our uh, roundup of the UCL. Jitu can you take the first... Uh, can you take from A to D? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, on. we'll just go with, like, who all went to the next round and who all in like... We'll just sum it up in first. So, yes, moving yes. on to Group A, I think that was... Uh, there was no surprise in this. I think most of us expected Bayern and Atletico to go through. Although Atletico had to wait till the last day to uh, confirm their qualification. And... Uh, Salzburg uh, went into the Europa League in that and Lokomotiv finished last. So, Group B, Group B was uh, completely different. <laughs> we'll come back on, come back on to that later on because uh, it's Real Madrid and Gladbach who made it to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shakhtar made it to the Europa League and Inter finished last. So that was a surprise and. Uh, Group C, I think Group C, like Group A was pretty much predictable, although uh, there was a, a Marseille was like tripped to be at least third or second in between, but in the end Man City and Porto uh, went through uh, to the next round and um, Olympiacos went to the Europa League, so moving on to Group D, uh, Group D, I think First place, I think Liverpool uh, were expected to go through and they did go through his first place. Uh, and uh, the second position, I think Atlanta and Ajax, uh, it was either between them only. And Mitchell and I think they didn't have a chance. So uh, that gets to show, I think they finished last in the uh, table. And Atlanta and Ajax had to battle in the last day. And in the end, it was Atlanta who got through despite having a poor form in home. Okay, so we can move on to Group E. Uh, Chelsea and Sevilla move on to the next rounds while Krasnodar moves on to the Europa League and Ren misses out. So I didn't uh, expect Ren to crash out. I'm not saying Chelsea and Sevilla didn't deserve to. They were among the better teams. And though Europa yeah. is their strong suit and they prefer the tournament, they actually are their good teams now and they, I think they deserve to move on to the next round. And... I only think the Krasnodar moving in for Ren, which performed abysmally. How can you lose five games? And they obviously went out. And then Group F. Now, this was a very weird group to start off with. Dortmund, Lazio, Club Bruges and Zenit. Okay, uh, Club Bruges went to the Europa League. That was a bit weird because I expected Zenit to go through. But then, apparently they did. And I'm surprised that Dortmund actually managed to finish on top of their uh, of their group. Because yeah. their first game against Lazio was horrible. Yeah. It was like at that if you were going to sack Lucien Favre or any upon, up, uh, on any game, it should have been that game. Uh, obviously, yeah. Stuttgart game also was pretty bad, but you should have pulled the trigger that long ago. And yeah, surprisingly, they did manage to win four of their games and move on. And Lazio a close second. I I say close second, but they're three points off on the group. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to the next ones. Uh, e, uh, group G has UA, Barca moving on to the next round. Dynamo, Kiev uh, going to the Europa and Ferran missing out. Uh, group H has PSG, Leipzig moving on to the next round. 
and man united going back to the europa league and basakshir crashing out so let's talk about group g for one yeah. barcelona despite all the sucking that they did in their domestic league in the cl they were having a very good run it was almost like a dream run <laughs> and considering juventus wasn't even at their full strength yeah, yeah. if we are calling that a dream run it shows how bad the team is it reflects in the table how can you lose 3-0 at home to juventus who are i can't call them struggling yet it's i think it's too early to say that they're struggling but they're not doing particularly well either it's a new coach and they still have to manage and adapt to his style etc etc but you just ha- even if you had to lose you should have just lost by two goals and you would have finished at the top of your group no what you had to do was lose by three goals and then you finish <laughs> second and then you risk facing teams like bayern in the next round how retarded is that at least if you want to get embarrassed get embarrassed in a decent manner you are embarrassing yourself to the maximum extent and losing 3-0 two of them were penalties okay i can say i can argue that one of them was questionable but how how many times do you have to commit mad mistakes like that to realize you had two penalties in one game in the champions league at home that is retarded and all credits to ua for how they played and obviously with the return of the other goat uh, ronaldo they were actually well and ronaldo uh, we saw all the sad videos of him working out alone because he was in quarantine for corona and all that nonsense yeah and yeah Dan, uh, it was expected that both of them will go but uh, it was not expected that ua will finish on top which they did but then given how badly barca are playing bleh. so group h this is the interesting group according to me yeah uh, of the whole league i think that real group was interesting so we can talk about that but since i'm here already let's finish up group h yeah to all you man united fans i genuinely do not hate the team i hate you jackasses who keep celebrating every small thing like you won the treble or something i understand it's a thing that is of pride since you were playing well in a league you can't celebrate for winning a game that like you I, i'm not saying it's not celebrated like the level of celebration was i genuinely was like what they have celebrated like they finished the ucl and because they defeated last year's runner up they are the winners now it looked, it looked that retarded and obviously it was premature you can tell by how they crashed out of the tournament you win against uh, psg good you win against leipzig good <laughs> what the hell dude you lose the next two games you next to the you lose the next three games how retarded is that how can you lose against basakshir Yeah. They are the only win you have. Basakshir has only one win. And they won against United. Yeah. And because they lost against United, it was inconsequential who won against uh, amongst PSG and Leipzig because they're going to go to Europa League anyway. They're not doing themselves any favors. But like it shows why you should not be so excited. Like if Barca plays one game, at least I don't get excited because I know the rot is far deep inside one game just can't cure all of that and yeah. sad to say but united is in such a position today that there is a rot deep inside you can't fix it by winning a game or two and they just needed perseverance to get through and it showed there and i'm not saying it's not celebrate your team but the way i'm not talking about all united fans okay now don't get pissed about that and start commenting on my youtube videos <laughs> i'm talking about a few united fans that i know who are celebrating like man that is just retarded and 
judging by what i saw on social media it looked like almost everyone was reacting in the same way you can't okay just move on let's talk about the real uh, group jitu please yeah so um, i group expected B. this to be a straightforward group uh, and uh, nothing nothing that happened i expected in this group everything even the order in which the teams finished i got it wrong in my prediction so <laughs> this is even crazier than the what you call h group so it was down to last game so the last game if real win the last game they'll finish as group champions and they'll go on to the next round if they lose the game they'll get knocked out and they'll finish last so that that was the uh, big thing and uh, all or nothing do or die yeah <laughs> so inter inter again this is like this performance shows how weak uh, antonio conte team is in europe so he has not found any success at all in europe he has been struggle like even at chelsea like uh, when he uh, i think won the title the next season in europe was poor he did i think he made it just uh, till the round of 16 and he got knocked out by barca if i'm not sure i may be wrong sorry so i don't know like why do they struggle to so much like uh, last game they just needed one goal like they just needed one goal uh, at least they, since uh, gladback uh, had lost the game so they just needed one goal and they had the firepower they could have beaten shakhtar i don't know what is wrong with the team so that is also shocking thing and uh, well played gladback so uh, i was watching this uh, game uh, real madrid versus uh, gladback so i thought yeah i think the fairy tale is over i think it's going to end and i felt sorry for gladback because they did play very well uh, and that last i think what cost them that last defeat was uh, probably they were too scared so real madrid uh, they had this experience i think gladback played like they were really scared and fortunately for them uh, the other game going around uh, uh, what you call between shakhtar and inter ended in a draw so that meant uh, Real went through at group winners i think 10 points uh, gladback and shakhtar had 8 points each but since gladback thrashed shakhtar in both the legs six i think 10 nil on aggregate or something so gladback advanced so this is the first time gladback has advanced to the knockout stages of uh, the champions league so big big achievement the sad part is real madrid has fallen so badly yeah that they were on the verge of being knocked out why would a team that has won three times in the last five or six years even put themselves in a position to do that and it's not like they lack talent they have among the best players in the world and i think most of it can be put down to the presence or absence of ramos when ramos is there the team actually looks like strong pretty strong and when ramos is not there they play like um, they legitimately play like barcelona that's how bad they play and for a team of that caliber it is just not acceptable at any level how can you be in a position that will not even play there were memes initially that real will go to the europa <laughs> forget about the europa they're not going to play in europe for a season do you know how unthinkable that is that is straight off the charts and that should tell you a lot like even the other day i was discussing with a few of my friends barca is right now fifth in the la liga table and if it continues like this they're not going to play in europe forget about champions league they're not even going to play europa yeah. and for a team literally 10 years ago that won the treble not featuring in europe 
How mad would that be? It was equally maddening from Real Madrid because they have won thrice in the last five years. Yeah. That that shows the decline. Okay, I understand when they were winning the Champions Leagues. Also, they were not at their top, and um, uh, Ronaldo was a bit uh, unhappy in the team because of the fans and all that nonsense. And there was uh, the Zidane controversy. How long is he going to stay? He favors a few people. He doesn't like a few people. All that nonsense. And still, they managed to win three. So the signs of decline were right there. And if you don't fix the rot there, exactly what is going to happen to Barcelona has happened to Barcelona is going to happen to them. And I think it's about time. It's not like any Real Madrid executives are watching our show or something. But I think that's those are the warning signs we should pick up and fix the issues. And missing out, almost missing out. You just won by a whisker. Yeah. If they hadn't won that game, they're not a finished at top. I think if they drew that, they would have gone to Europa. Europa yeah, yeah, they would have gone to Europa. And if they lost, uh, that it, they is mind numbing. That is retarded. <laughs> okay, so I think that brings our end to our uh, prediction. Uh, like uh, rea- uh, what should I say? What is this? the roundup of our league? Let's move on yeah. to what we might expect in the future. Uh, I think the big games to talk about. Yeah. Uh, let me just look that up. Okay, so yeah. Jitu, um, Gladbach versus City. What do you think? I think uh, Gladbach, uh, even though they did well, I think they are struggling in the league. I think they are not struggling to score, but they are struggling to keep out goals. So uh, that is an issue. I think they might struggle, uh, and I think on City will progress. Sorry. And the flip on the flip side, United uh, City isn't playing that well. Also, I. I Sorry for saying United City isn't playing that well. Also, like yeah. I'm not saying they're uh, very bad and they're struggling in the league, but they're not tearing up the league either. And for uh, uh, people who are they were favorites to be contenders for quite a few people. And if you're a contender and you're playing like that, I don't know. I I still think it could be like a an open uh, game, and anyone can progress. But I, if I had to put my money on someone, it had it would be Man City. Lazio and Bayern. There's no question in that. Bayern is going to decimate them. If Lazio put up a yeah. fight, it is more than enough. Atletico versus Chelsea. Now this is a very interesting game. Yeah. Chelsea under pressure also opts for parking the bus. Atletico, they they live in parking the bus. <laughs> so it's it's legitimately going to be very interesting to watch it. And just a second. Uh. And like I, I want to see how Chelsea are going to counter attack. There's a good almost a month or two months left for the games to happen. So anything can happen. Fortunes can change. People can get better. People can get worse. Injuries can happen. Yeah. So none of our predictions are going to piece this thing. But we're trying to get a look. But I think it would I think be more accurate be a, if we make uh, the predictions uh, towards uh, the end of January. I think we'll get a picture of how it will happen. Like if we put something now itself, it will be completely vague. So. Yeah, we're talking about it anyway. So go on. So Atletico Chelsea, yeah. I think it'll go, it's going to be a very interesting game because Atletico has now also started attacking. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like they're genuinely attacking. They're not only parking the bus. They're not only showing their defensive masterclass, but they're actually playing like a decent football team, attacking well, defending well. I think it has to do with uh, this guy's form. I think Jao Felix. Jao Felix. Yeah, he is actually he's... finally living up to his uh, wage bill and transfer amount they paid for him. Yeah. and i think if i had to support one team to move forward in atletico and chelsea for now it will be atletico and let's move on to leipzig versus liverpool this is going to be another crunch game yeah uh, leipzig is uh, nagelsmann is a very very good manager but then yeah. klopp is also a very good manager 
the other yeah. flip side is by the end of jan you don't know who else also, they're both playing in the same same uh, style also i think so most both are playing yeah, in, in the same way. style yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, he also is gegen pressing club also is gegen pressing no the thing is the thing with liverpool is by the end of jan you don't know how many more players will be injured or if god is kind how many players will return so it's always a mixed bag henderson is nowadays playing cb alongside fabinho because there are no other center backs left that's how bad it has become for them and the thing is i don't know why klopp doesn't rely on his youngsters but he can also say that yeah the inexperience might hamper their progress and all that nonsense so yeah i think it's going to be a very very good game and if i had to say it's going to be very very tight i think this will be among the tightest games in the whole round no, of 16 uh, according to me i have a thing to the, the, the thing is that uh, leipzig i think uh, they come in two different ways i think if you see the league this season they have the strongest defense in the league they let down the fewest goals but if you see the champions league yeah of course they finished with 13 points in second but they conceded 11 goals in the process so that is a very high for any team who qualified to the next round so mm. they had defensive issues in the champions league in uh, there and uh, in the game against united they struggled to convert chances also but the huge thing for them is that they had done uh, like completed the signing of dominic robertsley so mm-hmm. that is definitely going to increase uh, their attacking efficiency and it's a great boost for them ahead of this uh, game against liverpool so i am not <laughs> putting any bets on anyone so this is going to be a very tight game yeah i think it's going to be the tightest of the round of 16 sorry yeah, but if i had to go with one team it would be liverpool because i think they have the attacking edge compared to leipzig not yeah. that their defense is any bad but i think liverpool has better quality of attackers with a better work rate and better stats so on yeah. paper liverpool should be beating leipzig so porto ua hands down is going to be ua but then yeah. you don't know porto could spring a surprise that's the, that's the thing with football everything i'm going to say <laughs> i don't know maybe they could but if i had to say it would be ua yeah so next one <laughs> barca and psg Uh, and, and I'm not having any bias in the priority order here. I just opened UEFA site and whatever came up, I'm just reading <laughs> it out to you. So, Barca versus PSG. If I have to bet that one team will move on, all my money on PSG because Barca's defense is among the worst I have seen in my whole life itself. And I have I have watched matches of Dortmund and I have watched matches of present day Liverpool like with no. primary cbs and still barcelona is the worst yesterday they were in the driver seat 2-1 they have managed to they have stayed front no no concede a goal in the end and lose a draw the game i don't understand don't they understand how precarious the position is i understand that kumen tries out new things i understand that they want to push a little further etc etc they want to try new things take risk find a proper formation all that very good they were in the bottom half of the table no more than two games back yeah that is not the time to experiment and i love messi i am the hugest fan of messi you will find but if messi is not working for your team drop him they actually have noticed that sometimes the team plays with more confidence and better without messi in it and when messi comes to the team automatically everyone starts relying on him a few episodes back i don't know in our season 1 yeah. ending i was saying that they suddenly started relying on other players even when messi was on the field Now it looks yeah. like they're going back to the same formula. Messi is there somehow just pass the ball to Messi. What will that fellow do? 
already decline has started. I have to accept it. Hard it is, but I have to accept it. Decline has started. It's no more the dribbling beast. He'll dribble to the forward player. Yesterday, I could see. In the first half, uh, Valencia were having a brilliant low block. Like, it was very difficult to get past the final third. They were, all of all level of people are there parking the bus. No one can get through them. Passes are not going through. Dribbling is not going through. They were tight. Yeah. Then, in the second half, they started attacking more. So, it was easier to find. Then, also, they were losing the ball in the final third. What kind of brain, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> if you keep playing like that, PSG, you know, they have, Neymar is injured for now, but he'll come back. They have yeah. people like Di Maria, Icardi, uh, Neymar, Mbappe running at you. They are hyper speed. All of them are fast. You have to keep up. With by the time, way. by the time Busquets blinks, no, they'll go past him also. <laughs> and I love Busquets, but he doesn't have the pace. And we still persist with playing him because he's friends with Messi. So, they all, I understand. <laughs> but by the time he blinks, they'll literally be past him. And we have people like Clement Longley. Oh my God, the other day, I don't remember which game it was. Uh, we had a throw-in. The throw-in came to Longley. Longley left it. So, Ter Stegen had to run up. And Ter Stegen <laughs> tried to hold it by that time. That guy kicked it and he scored into an open goal. What kind of nonsensical <laughs> logic is this? What kind of centre-back when you know that the forwards, opposition forwards are attacking at you? Leaves the ball to the keeper in front of the goal with no protection. I think he's trying to become another uh, Jonathan Ta or Antonio Rudiger. For the future. Oh, oh my god, don't compare anyone to Rudiger <laughs> ever. He's born. <laughs> like Longley was pretty decent. I used to actually like him. I thought, okay, yeah, PK will go out slowly, he'll replace him. He's good enough and all. This season is definitely not like that. He's like proving me wrong in every way possible. Horrible mistakes. Defensive work rate is bad. The foul against Ramos in the L Classico. What kind of nonsense is that? How much can a person take? So that is definitely going know. to Paris. Let's stop with this rant. Sevilla and Dortmund. <laughs> This is another interesting game. So I have uh, two uh, like two interesting facts. Uh, one is I think um, Dortmund's defense and Sevilla's attack. So Dortmund's defense is very leaky, and Sevilla's attack is very bad as well. So this will be an interesting fixture, which would go anyway. Sevilla have a very good defense. I think they have. Yeah, exactly. Cut- we should be actually talking about the opposite stuff. We should be talking about Dortmund's attack because they are renowned and people want to buy them off Dortmund very fast. And we should be talking about Sevilla's defense. But Jitu made a very interesting point. He's talking about the reverse. He's talking about Sevilla's <laughs> crappy attack and Dortmund's horrible defense. That's beautiful. <laughs> Dort- that too, like, uh, if, that is if I'm telling, if Haaland uh, gets uh, fit by Feb- February, I think so. I think he needs a bit time to get adjusted. And good thing the Champions League is in February. And... Uh, they need him. They desperately need him back because they will not score goals. I don't think they don't have a proper backup number nine in their team right now. They thought they they thought they could last uh, the entire season with Haaland. He won't get injured. I think they over relied on that and now they're struggling. They're playing Marco Royce. He's not working. He's not finishing properly, and they're struggling a leader in the front itself now. Uh, Haaland used to be there like he used to even though he's just uh, I think 20 years old he's providing more motivation than their club captain so that is very exactly. <laughs> uh, and the club captain is always also injured that's a bad I don't have I don't mean to hate on Royce Royce is a good player I loved him his career was good and all but sad that so many injuries but he's injured most of the time he can't help it and the worst part is now Haaland is not there they're relying on a 16 year old Yusufa Mukoku I think they're relying on a 16-year-old to provide the goals. And they lost to Union Berlin the other day because they didn't have anyone to finish. Yeah. That is just sad. That is straight up sad. 
Yeah, you know he's the wonder kid and all, but uh, this is just too much. Like this is the first game he's playing, and you're asking him to do this much to the club. Like you're asking him to fill in the shoes of Haaland, who has been playing there for I think although it's one year, he's their main striker. So hmm. um, and a brilliant striker at that, among the best in the world now. Yeah. So this is also uh, <laughs> I think Bundesliga people will now start to hate me because I have not <laughs> put any team to go through. I think so. Only Bayern is going to go through. <laughs> so uh, i am going to go with 50 so uh, but uh, we'll have to see what happens to dortmund uh, in come february so uh, what is it i think i'll go 60 40 and i think 60 with sevilla because sevilla actually i always love sevilla the way they play if they somehow sort out their attack if they somehow manage to uh, like attack well in the midfield and win the ball higher that's the key against dortmund you win the ball high up it's done and if they are attacking very high now under lucien favre at least that's how they played only through the middle it's like the sides yeah. of the the ends of the pitch don't exist they run <laughs> through the middle want to score through the middle nothing else yeah and that's and, an easy way to block and, and i think even now there is entire decline also uh jaden sancho i don't know what has yeah. happened like yes we'll have an Italy. episode of talking about jaden sancho and decline actually writing it down the other day so very interesting <laughs> stat The hype yeah. around him increased his performance dip. Yeah, now they so are, I like think Sevilla would should, they yeah. should have sell, sold him to United early itself I think so. Now it's priced yeah, for something. Yeah, we like a Chelsea goes. kind of transfer. Sell Eden Hazard Eden Hazard is always injured. <laughs> okay, yeah. so moving on to Atlanta and Real hands down I'm going to put my money on Real because Atlanta also has been experienced quite a decline compared to their yeah. last phenomenal season, surprising season. Yeah. Your US mother Jitu. I think yeah I think Real are in a better position simply because Atlanta is having internal disputes in their club uh, their manager is telling he wants to say he wants to leave their uh, I think uh, number 10 uh, Papu Gomez is also having issues with the team they are having inconsistencies in the league so it is unpredictable so I don't think uh, anybody would put their money on Atlanta because you can't you can expect anything like uh, uh, and all since they are playing real madrid and we know how real madrid sometimes play like when they are up against it they put up their best performances like we saw earlier in the last group stage game against gladbach so i'm also putting my money on real madrid yeah i think that brings an end to our round of 16 uh, see you in the next video adios yeah thank you guys bye